The Word of God, when we hear the readings, the Word of God always gives us a special type of menu of gifts. And that is one is that it reveals something to us about God, but it also reveals something to us about ourselves in relationship to God. Also gives us some instructions how we are to live, how we are to be guided in this world. And so the Word of God is always there, inspiring us, guiding us, strengthening us, wants to form our minds and our hearts, how we are to live, how we are to be in relationship to the God who out of love for us reveals himself, reveals himself to us. And today, if we're to look at this book of Genesis, this is the conclusion. As you know, last three weeks, we were just focusing on the book of Genesis. Starting next week, starting Monday, we'll look at the book of Exodus, the whole story of how God calls his people from Egypt. But today is the conclusion of the story of the patriarchs, the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. So we have the three patriarchs plus Joseph. And, and the story today is not only the conclusion of what took place, but above all, it speaks of the fidelity of God to his promises the fidelity of God to the promise that he made to Abraham, fidelity of God to the covenant that he established with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and ultimately the, the, the covenant that continued through Joseph. Not only that God is faithful, but in a way, not only is he faithful to them, but to the people, to this whole family, big family. And as you know that God was faithful in Egypt for, for 400 years, for 400 years or 450 years. And when, when he took the people, the people of his covenant that he established with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because of the, as you know, because of, of drought and, and famine, he took them out and placed them safely in the most, uh, most fertile land of Egypt so they could grow. They could multiply because God promised to Abraham that he will multiply his descendants and they'll be as numerous as the, as the uh, stars of the sky and sands of the, of the seashore. So what we see here is God's promise is fulfilled, but he wanted to not only call his people to a special place called the promised land, Canaan, but because of the difficulties there, he actually shifted them, moved them into Egypt so they could really be blessed in every way to grow. And they did. He formed his people there. The fidelity of God is manifested not in, in the total protection of those who were under, living under the, the, um, the covenant. It wasn't because they were spared from every difficulty. They were not. We see even in the life of Joseph, how his brother sold him into slavery, but how God rescued him there, how he placed him in a position of authority where he could actually you know, provide food for both for the Egyptians, but also for, the, for his own family. And so what we see is not that God is sparing us difficulties, but he promises to be always with us. He promises that he will be there no matter what we have to suffer, what we have to endure, 
and he ultimately he will be victorious in us through us and ultimately reward us with 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 his extraordinary gifts not only here on earth but ultimately in heaven and so but there's two things here that i'd like to underscore one is not only that god is faithful to his promises and that's the hasad is god's fidelity to us and that's an element of what the Old Testament speaks of God's mercy, because God's mercy is manifested in two ways. One, that he's tender towards us as a mother towards a child, uh, as a mother who loves the child no matter what, but also the second dimension of that mercy of God is has said fidelity, fidelity of God to us no matter what. We may break the covenant, we may not be faithful, but God is always faithful. And so here it is in this type of fidelity. And so we see the conclusion of Jacob's life. Since I'm about to be taken to my people, bury me with my fathers in the cave that lies in the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, go back. I want to be buried where Abraham was buried and Sarah was buried and Isaac and Rebecca. And, and, and I want to be buried in a promised land. So that's the first. And so, so Jacob, although being taken to Egypt because as a, as a protection from, from famine, he's buried not in Egypt, but he's taken back to the promised land. But not only that, but uh, also Joseph. Joseph, after the death of Jacob, uh, the, 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 as you know, uh, his brothers not only sold him, but did him great harm uh, when he had to go. And now they, after the death of, 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 um, of Jacob, when he was buried in a, in a promised land, but now Joseph's brothers became fearful and thought, suppose they, Joseph, has been nursing a grudge against us and now plans to pay us back in full for the wrong we did him. Um, here it is. Although Joseph manifested to them, he says, I know that you tried to do me harm, but God used this, um, you know, this, this act on your part for something greater. And God prepared me to save you, you know, from famine, from death. So he understood, Joseph understood, because he was a man, truly a man of God, and understood that there's a greater plan of God sometimes that we, we have to include the difficulties and problems. And so Joseph already told them, no, I care for you. I don't, I'm not intending to do any harm. And yet, after the death of Jacob, they say, well, you know, you know, who knows? Maybe now he's going to, after the death of the father, now he's going to pay us back. And so they are concocting a plan. He says, remember, your father said you have to forgive them. You have to forgive your brother. Uh, for, uh, you have to forgive your brothers. And so they say, you know, they said, before your father died, he gave us these instructions. You shall say to Joseph, Jacob begs you to forgive the criminal wrongdoing of your brothers who treated you so cruelly. Please therefore forgive the crime that we, the servants of your father's God, he committed. Let's see, but just look what Joseph did when he heard these words, he, he cried. Because they said, don't you understand I care for you? Don't you understand I love you? And so he was hurt by that, that you know, they don't have even this confidence in him. He cried before them and then he said, look, don't be afraid. Can I take the place of God, even though you meant harm to me? God meant it for good to achieve his present end, the survival of many people. Therefore, have no fear. 
I will provide for you and for your children everything that you need, and I'll take care of you. Then, of course, we see Joseph also passing away, and his brothers, and his brothers are there with him, and Joseph utters a very important word, I am about to die. God will surely take care of you and lead you out of this land to the land that he promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The words which Joseph spoke is that one day, now you're in Egypt, but one day you'll be back at the promised land. So that, that God will not forget, but he'll take you back, which he promised to you. And of course, at the end, Joseph says, when God thus takes care of you, you must bring my bones up with you from this place. And then uh, Joseph was buried in, in, the, in the promised land that fidelity of God. But there's the other aspect to our life is that the instruction that Jesus gives us because that fidelity of God brought our Lord Jesus to this earth because he wanted to manifest, the Father wanted to manifest to us how much he cares. And we needed to see a model of someone who is completely for us, for others. Jesus is the one, the Son of God who became a slave, a servant to us. Son of God, who embraced everything that we would have to suffer, you know, the consequences of our sin, and he embraced it upon himself. And so he manifests this love, but he also wants to instruct us. Remember this, the way I was treated, you'll probably be treated. And how was treated, how was Jesus treated? With distrust, with accusations, all kinds of allegations that he was doing things to the evil one. And so there's a whole list. Not only that, he was distrusted in every way. Why? Because somehow we human beings, just like the original sin, going back to the very, very uh, uh, Garden of Eden, we listen to the voice of the evil one. We don't listen to the voice of God. So we distrust because evil one wants to always question, is it true? Does he care? No, he wants to take something away from you. God never does that. He always wants to give us the best. But it's this, this continuous attacks from the evil one who whispers to our hearts that, you know, distrust him. Because if you, are free, if you follow my plan, you'll really be free. You'll be really wise. You'll do everything. You have, you have your happiness. And we know that it, you know, following the, the, the bid, bidding of the evil one always leads us to destruction rather than what he promises because he's a liar. But so the Lord says, do not be afraid of those who may wish to persecute you or may wish to hurt you, you know, and, and, and he says, be, be afraid of those who can harm your soul rather than your body. Those who harm your soul, those who take your faith away or question your, 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 your faith so much so that you become lukewarm, you don't know. You know, many times, you know, those who, who do so, whether it's through the university or environment or friends or whoever may be affecting you, we have to guard against that because their desire is to take advantage of us or, or have a disillusion of something that's, that can be something good outside of God. You know, only, yes, in creation, God gave us creation, but that's his gift. He gives us himself. He gives us who we are to ourselves. So the Lord wants to always give us the best and the greatest. But there's also another thing that the Lord wants us to remember. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, he says, no one, 
yet, uh, you know, there's two sparrows, you know, and he says, not even one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid because you're worth more than sparrows. You're more worth than you can even imagine. And then the finally, final words of Jesus to us, he says, he says, uh, I, and everyone who acknowledges me with the Father, which means everyone who believes in me, I will remember. Because God cannot work if we reject him. He will always give us the grace, but he always gives us the freedom to say yes to him. He will not force us to go to heaven. We have a choice. He gives us that freedom because he created us to be truly free, to be, uh, you know, who have, you know, not only our our knowledge that comes from the wisdom that God imparts to us, but also he gives us that freedom to choose. And finally, I'd like to just share something with you regarding an unusual celebration that we as Marians celebrate, and that is we honor Our Lady as the, as our Queen of Virtue, Virtues, Our Lady of Virtues. And it is interesting that um, we celebrate this in their special readings today, but I chose the readings for the day because it's for the Universal Church. But uh, the reading is on Cana of Galilee and, and how Our Lady, um, you know, moved by her knowledge of, of, of the situation where this, this family at the wedding found themselves without wine. She's the one who initiates and asks the Lord, he says, you've got to do something, help them out. That, that mother's love that, that guides her son, you know, though the Lord is our God, and yet he allows himself to be influenced by his mother and by all of us. And, 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 and so we, we, we honor her today um, under that special title as Our Lady of Virtues. Why? What would the virtues be? Our Lady's virtues, which are to be also part of our response to God. How, uh, and, and as a community, we were founded as Marians of the Immaculate Conception, first of all, under the rule of the Ten Virtues. Ten Virtues of Our Lady, and they're biblical virtues. And, and what would those virtues be? And uh, these virtues are, first of all, purity, chastity, which is like complete uh, allowing ourselves to, to live for God, allowing ourselves to live with, with, uh, with undivided heart. Also, we are asking the Lord that we may live according to Our Lady's virtues of prudence, that wisdom that God gives us is prudence, that we will be able to know what to, to do, what to say, how to respond to the, to the various events which surround our life. Another virtue, gospel virtue is humility, uh, which, possesses, which we are to possess and imitate Our Lady, humility. Let it be done to me according to your word allowing God to be God rather than we kind of give him our plan for life and say, you've got to bless me, you've got to do this. No, allowing God to be God is that allowing his will to be part of our, our existence and allowing his will, but his will is our true happiness, our true, uh, is our salvation. So we know by allowing God to be God through that humble acceptance of his will is extremely important now. Another virtuous faith, he trusted in him. She trusted what he says to faith. She believed in him. And, and we are to likewise believe in the mystery of God's salvation. 
you know, you know, sometimes we can say faith, um, faith is the, the, the very path by which we say to God, I know you're real and I know you have special promises that you want to accomplish within me, that you have special gifts you wish to give me, allowing God to be God, allowing Jesus to be forming us, to be guiding us, to be uniting himself with us. So faith is by this, this gate by which we enter into relationship with God, but it's also to be devoted, devotion, to be devout in the sense of being devoted to God. You know, when somebody is a husband is devoted to his wife, a wife devoted to, his, to her husband, or uh, a priest is devoted to his ministry, or, you know, a person who works for any company is devoted to the mission of the particular institution. We know that being devoted is very important because it's not just something we accept, but we live out. We live out in each moment. And now, again, obedience, to be attentive to the voice of God, very important obedience. And also another virtue is, is, is spiritual poverty, poverty, because uh, we rely on him. We don't have everything and we rely on him. This type of reliance on God is again important, especially for all of us, because we know we don't have. We would like to change the world in which we live. We'd like to see, you know, a world of, of politics to politicians, to be people who are men and women of God. We wish the church and the bishops and priests and religious to live out more faithfully. But there's this poverty in us. The only thing we can do is ask the Lord, try to do as much as we can for ourselves, you know, trying to help one another. But it is, it is a poverty in which we live. But we do not have just a poverty, but we have the power of God within us. We have the power of God. And we cannot ever forget you know, that the gospel is the power that God gives us to overcome all kinds of limitations, gives us strength, courage. Another virtue of Our Lady is patience. Patience, you know, patient endurance attains all. St. Teresa of Avila would say patient endurance. You know, somehow, you know, we want to immediately try to correct, but sometimes we want to correct and, you know, and, and we overdo it and then backfires on us, you know. Patience, patience with each other, how God is patient with us. You know, you know, if, if, if God was uh, um, not patient and immediately after every form of sin, we should be killed, die, you know because, you know, the consequences of sin are, are serious. They're serious, and yet the Lord has patience with us. Patient, be patient with me, um, you know, is, 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 is the expression of, 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 of any servant of God, because be patient with me, and, and I'll take care of it. Remember when, when this, this man, through the parables in the gospel, who owned this huge debt, and he was asking the, you know, the, the landlord or, or the master says, be patient, I'll take care, I'll pay, pay for this. And, 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 and when he begged for patience, as you remember, the master forgave him the debt, but he was not patient with someone else. You know, turn around and, and so we can be, we ask God for patience with us, but we, we're not exactly willing and offering to give patience also gift of piety or charity. Uh, piety being pious, meaning that piety in this case is, is, uh, is type of love that we have for God, which manifests itself in, in true state of who we are. You know, uh, 
you know, I'm not talking about pious like being, you know, with his hands folded, but it's the, it's the proper attitude towards, towards the Lord. So may we then today, as we both hear the God's, God's voice, that we, God is true to his, his promises. We see that in the life of, of our patriarchs. We see in the life of Joseph how God is true to his promises and how we are to model uh, and live according to that covenant he established with us a relationship of knowing that he's real also how we are to live out our commitment each day jesus instructions to us that he will take care of us that we're not to be afraid and ultimately to follow you know the the, the our lady both in her relationship to god but also how she lived out her her life of virtues and god promises that that we if we are faithful to him he will be faithful to us and he will grant us extraordinary blessings and gifts which he prepared from all eternity for those who love him for an eye has not seen an ear has not heard what god has prepared for those who love him we are not ever able to grasp what the future is like and will be but we only know as saint john says but we know that what we shall be, we shall be like him, to be like God, to be like Jesus. That's the joy. That's the, uh, the, our hope and future, future glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you and God bless you.